If you're afraid of this, your leadership is not as strong as it needs to be. Welcome to On My Walk, the reading podcast that helps you capture reading's aha moments and apply them to your life and leadership. And have I got a good one for you today. I picked up Wilson, Scott Berg's stellar biography of our 28th president, at the recommendation of a friend who's also an avid reader of presidential biography, and I was not disappointed. When Wilson entered the White House and began to form his cabinet, one person he chose was the North Carolinian Josephus Daniels. Now, like Wilson, Daniels was a non-practicing attorney. Wilson chose him for the cabinet position of Secretary of the Navy, get this, even though Daniels had no maritime experience. Now, what he did have, though, was democratic political experience, similar progressive ideas as Wilson, and he was a friend of the popular William Jennings Bryan, Wilson's Secretary of State. Now, not everyone was crazy about the Daniels appointment, particularly William's friend and political advisor, Walter Page. And Berg writes this, Wilson remarked to his friend, You do not seem to think that Daniels is cabinet timber. Page replied, He's hardly a splinter. Oh, if you're with Wilson, how do you feel at this point? One of your most significant cabinet positions is occupied by someone whom a trusted friend feels is not really leadership timber, i.e. not really strong leadership material. But then something happened that put Woodrow Wilson at ease, and that something just happens to mark all true leaders. Listen to this. Upon receiving the appointment, Daniels immediately found his assistant secretary, the ambitious anti-Tammany Franklin Roosevelt, a genuine lover of the sea. As Daniels noted in his diary, he had supported Wilson for the nomination and taken an active part in the campaign, and I found him a singularly attractive and honorable and courageous young Democratic leader. Wilson thought it was a capital idea. Although 30-year-old Roosevelt had served but one term in Albany, he already provoked strong reactions. As soon as his name was floated, New York Senator and TR's Secretary of State, Elihu Root, warned Daniels that every person named Roosevelt wishes to run everything and would try to be the secretary. Daniels told him that any man who feared being supplanted by a subordinate was tacitly confessing his own inadequacy for the job. When Wilson heard that story, he was convinced that he had both the right secretary and assistant. Daniel said, Any man who fears being supplanted by a subordinate is tacitly confessing his own inadequacy for the job. Wow, that is good. I had a conversation the other day with a university president that was quite telling. We were discussing the importance of teams and particularly the team with which a leader works most closely. And my university president friend said this. He said, it's absolutely essential to find people who are better than you. And, that, and that's what Daniels was doing by choosing the young Franklin Delano Roosevelt as the assistant secretary of the Navy. And Daniels saw something because, hey, Roosevelt turns out to be one of the greatest presidents in the history of our country. As Daniels notes, if you can't find people who are better than you, if you're afraid they will outshine you and ultimately replace you, well then, you're simply tacitly confessing your own inadequacy for the job. 
Insecure leaders are ineffective leaders because they will trade what's best for the organization for what's best for themselves. Now, Daniels may not have been the sharpest leadership knife in the drawer, but he knew if he was always looking over his shoulder as to who might be gaining on him, if he spent his time looking in the rearview mirror to see who might usurp him, well, then he couldn't be looking forward to facing and solving the leadership challenges in front of him. Josephus Daniels reminds me, if you can't find people better than you, your leadership is going to be limited by you. Your smarts, your wisdom, your acumen, and while it might be good, none of us is as good as all of us. So my aha moment, it's this. Great leaders never fear being supplanted by a subordinate. And because they don't, they choose people who are better than they are. And because they choose people better than they are and work with people better than they are and glean from people better than they are, they reap the benefits, the wisdom, the insight, the acumen of their team. And they and their team and their organization go further, faster than they could ever go on their own. It's interesting when you, it is interesting in looking back on Woodrow Wilson's presidency that when Wilson faced taking the nation to war at the beginning of his second term, it was in listening to his excellent group of advisors that enabled him, one whose re-election motto was, he kept us out of the war, to shift his position and move forward with declaring war an unpleasant but absolute necessity in 1917. Great leaders never fear being supplanted by a subordinate. And because they don't, they choose people better than they are, and their leadership and their organization are better for it. And that's my thought on my walk with Scott Berg and Wilson, his excellent biography of our 28th president. Now, my question is, what will you do with that thought on your walk through life today? Who is that better leader? Who's that better leader out there whose help you must enlist? <laughs>